They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. They're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. So, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French. I'm here with Orion Quest and Diva Powers, and we have a special guest in the studio today. Yay! Her name is... Uh, we're going to go by your, uh, yeah, your stage name. We're going to go by Hell Nurse Katie. Hell Nurse Katie is with us today. Um, for anybody who's listening to this that knows of Hell Nurse Katie, which I've been assured is many, 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 many people, <laughs> we got her. So, hey, lucky you. You get to hear all about Hell Nurse Katie. Uh, today's subject is... we're, we're very light subject. We're going to talk about favorite song lyrics, and it's not even pointing to anything in particular. We're not no subject. Yeah, there's no there's no subject. We're just going to talk about our favorite songs and why we like the songs. And I think this is a very good opportunity. This is very much um, the kind of show where we really need guests to call in because we want to hear about your favorite lyrics, who your favorite songwriters are, and what your favorite lyrics mean to you. It, until you do that, uh, we're going to talk about ours. Uh, but you can hit us up at 817-673-3704 at our burner line and tell us all about your favorite songwriters and your favorite lyricists and uh, tell us what you think and... Uh, we will absolutely get back to the subject. We make a big joke about um, saying, ah, well, you know, call us up at the bird line. And yeah, yeah, we'll just ignore you and give a shit. But this one, I'm actually, please go call, ahead. Yeah, please. yeah, please call. Please call because I'd like to hear about this. I'd like to see kind of where our fan base is. and All five of them. Uh, yeah, all, <laughs> all five listeners. We want to know exactly what y'all think. <clears throat> but not really. So... <laughs> Uh, Ryan, I see you on your phone struggling. <laughs> oh no, I've got it do, down. Do, do you got something? Do you, do, are you, can you can you lead us into our favorite lyricist and our favorite group of of lyrics from our favorite bands? Yes, I can. Okay, go ahead. Thank God. Do what you got to do. Now that I've thrown away the only source of information that I have to get that with, <laughs> he threw away better, the internet. I, yeah, I better give you something. Let's see. You have no idea. Do you? Oh, yeah, I do. I, All, right. All right. What you know, every, every morning to every other morning on Facebook, I always put a song lyric to start I got, the day. You know, so. Ryan, I got to pause you. I got, I got Diva Powers, who's an actual part of the show. Yes, I am. Integral part of the show. Looking at a phone and, and talking nonsense to our guests. They're just... I'm not talking nonsense. I never talk nonsense. You guys need to be involved. Put your put your phones I'm, away. I am merely put your phones I am away. merely doing my part as a professional and pulling up what I was going to say today on the show. Thank you very much. I I got my eyes on you. I see you. I see you too, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, look, Ryan, go ahead. You got a song. You like a song? Tell me about a song. Uh, well, I've got a song. 
Um, let's start with um, what's one of my personal favorites? Wow, you're not. None of us not, prepared. I'm prepared. None I don't of know us about prepared. Y'all. I'm well, prepared. I have so many. That's the problem. It's not <laughs> oh, that I can't think of one. Oh, I have so many. Well, see. well, I could. Would you like for me to use the one I used today? <clears throat> no. Too bad because I'm going to use it anyway. Go ahead. Fuck off. All okay. right then. Um, <laughs> you know he never would wave goodbye. You could see it written in his eyes as the train rolls out of sight. Bye bye. That's from Dream Academy's Life in a Northern Town. That's what I wrote for today. You're really old. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what well, uh, What is it about those lyrics that you like? It's, well, like all lyrics, it's, it's just based on the song itself. Um, of course, the song is called Life in a Northern Town. It, uh, according to the singer, um, um, let me see. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, don't get. Don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll edit out all the. Uh, yeah, the, the I had to remember the, the specifics of the song. I'll edit out according, all the nothing. According to, thank you, Orion. Shut the hell up. Um, urge to kill rising. <laughs> rising. <laughs> this rise, falling. Rising. Um, according to the singer, um, a while back, um, Frank Sinatra pulled in. And he just talked about when he pulled in in the day. Nothing specific, just 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 basic lyrics about the day. Uh-huh. And that was the last set of lyrics of the song. Um, let's see. Wait, what? What? Frank Sinatra, the last lyrics of the song. Let's wait, see. Wait, hold, on, hold on. What are you talking about? The Salvation Army Band played and the children drank lemonade and the morning lasted all day. And through an open window came Frank Sinatra and a younger dame chasing the time away. He sat on the stony ground and he put a cigarette out and everyone else came down to listen. He said in winter back in 63, it felt like the world would freeze with John F. K. back in the day in the Beatles. You know, he never would wave goodbye. You would see it written in his eyes. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Um, The evening went on like a day. I watched the water roll down the drain as we followed them back to the station. You know, he never would wave goodbye. You would see it written in his eyes as the train rolled out of sight. Bye bye. That's the song. And again, what is it you like about that? Why, it, why does that resonate with you? It's just the music and the way the lyrics were sung and and how the chorus. A cool part about this podcast is we have access to the net. So somewhere in here, we'll put a link up so that way you can actually see the video or oh, hear the song. Yeah. Once you hear the song, you can understand where I'm coming from. It's We're talking, oh, 88, sure. 87. Sure. So back in the day, um, it was it was the Dream Academy's only hit song in the States. And outside of the States, they have a couple more. This is a good song. Um, like most decent bands. Yeah, like most decent bands, yeah. But um, it's... It, I was young. I was very much into percussion and mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the timpani that, that was played in the song. Let's see. Uh, I want to say 12, 13. Yeah. About that, around that time. Were, were oh. you actually playing drums yet? Yes, I was. I was in. Um, I was in um, junior high band. <laughs> Come on, formation percussionist. Yes, yes. My, my marching band. Uh, no, um, where I came from is broken down into two bands: the concert band and the symphonic band. Oh, concert you were band. the ultimate dork. Yeah, because you were in symphonic. No, I was in concert. Oh, you were concert handled the pep rallies, going and playing for the so you for were, the band. So you were marching. 
No, they we never got to march. Y'all That's played in more high like school. pop stuff, right? That was in oh, high school. Okay. Up, where I come from, it's broken down into first through sixth. Then we had middle school or junior high, which was seventh, eighth, and ninth. And then, well, then you had a high school, which was 10th, 11th, and 12th. Most schools only have two schools in them, your elementary and then your high school. Okay, so, so what was what did the other people do, That the other group? You, um, were, you were in one group that did yes. the prep rallies and stuff. What did the other group the do? Because I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how much of a dork you were. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I was kind of, well, I was a double dork, actually. Cause, a double dork. Because you could transfer from one band to another. Uh-huh. And the symphonic band was very would hand... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Could you hold on just a moment? This won't take long at all. No, 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 no. Um, Violence. um, (laughs) Violence. Sometimes some just need a proper schlop. Look, will you be honest with me? Were you in the dorkier of the two groups? Um, No. No? No. Uh, Actually, concert band was the cool group. Concert. Only the dorky concert. person would say that the concert band. <laughs> Only a dork would say. Because a symphonic band, band would handle all okay. the all the concert that all the concerts that would happen inside the school auditorium, the fall concert, the winter concert. Oh, they were um, playing the pieces. You actually had to be smart. Exactly. To know. Yes. Well, you had to read. Well, actually, you had to. <laughs> you had to read. Um, actually, you had to read in both symphonic and concert. You were, That's why you were you all. You were all Sousa. Uh, were you all Sousa? Sousa, what the hell is that? John oh, Michael Sousa, wow. or whatever his name is, the guy that did Dude. the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, see, motherfucker, John Phillips, who's no, the ab- absolutely no. The no. only John I, I know is John Wiley Price, he, <laughs> and he because plays those orchestras so below the dorkdom that I want to ascribe you as. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm talking about marching bands, and so what? Uh-huh. The, what the uh, name? A, name a team you played. Was it like that movie Drumline? Um. No, it wasn't. No, it was nothing like that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing like that. <laughs> name name a tune you guys had to play. I forgot the composer, as you can tell, um, but um, we went to UIL and placed first for a tune called Variations on a Korean Folk Song. <sighs> All right, then. Give me some other lyrics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a rhythm. It's a symphonic piece. There's no lyrics in it. I want to. We're here to talk about our favorite lyrics. What other song you got? Oh, what other song I got? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was having a moment there. Don't have a moment. It's too late for that. It's very too late. It happened already. Yes, it's already passed. Um,. Diva, what do you yes. got? What do you got? Well, <laughs> my favorite lyricists are probably Friedrich and Hollander from the 1930s. They wrote most of the songs that Marlon Dietrich sang and most of the songs that Edith Piaf sang. Is this a Tin Pan Alley shit? What is this? Um, this is mostly like you know, uh, sympathy and 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 pathos and like sad uh, give me cabaret kind of shit uh, give me a song title um there's one called illusions and there's one called black market they're both from the same movie um an affair to remember which starred marlon dietrich and what's her name the stupid girl that was like the nice one i can never remember her name anyway why do you like the lyrics of because it was a movie about like germany rebuilding after world war ii and so all the lyrics were very um sarcastic and very bleak and i like that sort of thing and you know 
I didn't know who Marlene Dietrich was at this point, and I saw this movie, D- and I was like, who Diva, is that? Do, do you need a hug? No. <laughs> you you like the dark lyrics. Do you need a, maybe a... Well, we, it's uh, because I'm sad on the inside, because I'm happy on, on the outside. Well, everybody's <laughs> sad on the inside. Well, that, you know, it, appear, it, it appeals to my, my sense of drama, and like, you know... Um, the Germans have a name for it. God, if I can think of that word. The drama. <laughs> the drama. I can't think of the name. There's a name for that. The drama of Juden Juden. The drama. I can't. I really can't think of the name for that. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Why do we? Can you? Can you? drama for your mama. Can you recite some lyrics of the of your um, favorite song? One of them is called Illusions, and okay. it's Want to Buy Some Illusions, Slightly Used, Just Like New. Uh, some very lovely illusions, and they're all just for you. I'll sell them all for a penny. They make lovely souvenirs. Want to buy some illusions? Something, something, something. I don't know. But I like that because it's all very, like, you know, life is shitty, and I'm here in a bar singing a song about how shitty it is, and I look good while I'm doing it, and it's a great movie. Katie, <laughs> name, <laughs> name, name some song lyrics you like. Um. Well, I was trying to find some that were not dark. <laughs> well, it, all, it doesn't all matter. I, all, have, all it has, all that matters all is that really, you like them. That and I know why? Anything Mary Chapin Carpenter, Matchbox Twenty, uh, Utada Hikaru. Did you just say Matchbox Twenty? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can you can you go away from us? <laughs> I know, right? I love Rob Thomas. Who doesn't? No, and um, and then uh, Mary Hopkins and Sandy Shaw, which are real. Okay, so. Name some actual favorite lyrics. You named a bunch of okay. bands. Um, well, no. Um, Mary Hopkins, those were the days. Once upon a time, there was a tavern where we used to raise a glass or two. Yeah. Remember how we laugh about the hours? Think of all the great things we would do. Yeah. And then, and, and why, and why, did, how do those, how do those make you feel? Why, do, why do you pick? Actually, that um, came right off the top of your head, yeah, no. so it must mean something to you. Uh. When I collect music boxes, and when I was little, that was the music box that I played the most at my great grandmother's house. And so, whenever Aww. I'm feeling down, it never fails. I'll play Mary Hopkins. Those were the days, and that cheers me up. I even have the record at home. Nice, mm. nice. Is it that one? Those were the days, my friend. We mm. thought it never ends. Yeah. Okay, I know that one. It's a beautiful song. It is. It, it is. is. So it's the pick me up. Katie, song. were you starting to sing? A little bit. Do you get? You got a voice? No. So right. come on, give me a little bit. No. Give me a little bit. Uh. Take a drink. Take a drink. Give me a little bit. I want to hear that song. We, we we don't get a lot of actual um, genetic females on the show. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't mean I can sing. So I want to. Okay. I want to hear that that lie voice. I want to uh. hear. Come on, give me some. Give me some. Let me pull up the actual. Yeah, please, so by all means. It. Yeah. What about you? While she's working on that, what you got? Oh, I got all kinds of things, but I, we got to get her out of the way first because I got a lot to say. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You don't. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody wants to hear what I say. Have to say. <laughs> 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 no, I got a whole Sorry. list. I got a. I got a thing. I got prep. I had a list too. <laughs> Wait, what? I have a list too. I have you have a list? Of, yes, I have lots of motherfucker. Things. While she's looking up lyrics, pull some oh. other shit up, Diva. Oh no, I've already got them. Okay, well, you oh, it's too late. Finger. <laughs> you go ahead. Once upon a time, there was a tavern where we used to raise a glass or two. Remember how we laughed away the hours? 
and dreamed of all the great things we would do. Can't hit that note. Shut up. Katie, <laughs> just don't say nothing. <laughs> hey, Katie, you're no good. Shut up. I know, right? That's what I was trying to tell just, you. Just be quiet. No warm up, nothing. You're just like, sing. Sing, I bitch, know. do it. And, and you failed. So if, yeah, if this you. were uh, American Idol, you'd Yay! be out on, you'd be out on like week one. I'll be Paul oh Abdul. Are you you'd kidding? I can nail this song if I wasn't put on the spot. Well, you know what you need to hear? Try it again. Try it again. But instead of going, I, know. I want you to go okay. from your guts and back up from the mic for, uh, I say, yeah. maybe about a foot and belt that shit out. Try it. Try it uh. out. Go ahead. Need to go in the other room and warm up. This is no, just do it. Karaoke sidetrack. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a tavern where we used to raise a glass or two. Okay, shut up. Listen. Can't do it. Can't do it. So here's. She tried, folks. She tried. I'm gonna be Paul Abdul and say that was wonderful. You were so great. Okay, look, no, no. To everybody, be fair to Kim. Everybody, clap. Yes, clap. Yes. Orion, you clap. go, girl. Clap. Clap. Yay, yay. Clap. Thank you so much, Katie, for your wonderful rendition of that song I don't know about. No, just cut that whole thing out. No, I'm not going to cut any of that out. You're stuck with it. So, uh, Hell Nurse Katie, that's, uh, now you know some more about her. There you go. <laughs> She's not a singer. Nope. No. Um, but I neither. Am when I've had a warm up. <laughs> okay, she's not an on the spot. Singer. Not at all. <laughs> not the least. But uh, she's she's a good person, and she's gorgeous, and she's gorgeous, Ugh. absolutely gorgeous. She has that going, and you know we're you know we're capturing this on video so you guys can see her, and you guys can just you can Google Hell Nurse Katie and see the the wonderment. You know, well, don't put my voice lyrics and bad singing aside. <laughs> Jesus, y'all are so rude. They're so rude. She wasn't so bad. No, no, no. I could not have done any better they myself. Are so rude. No, 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 no. Be rude. Be rude. <laughs> On the spot. Be rude. God I'm very it. resilient. Surprisingly, just don't make me sing. That makes one of us. <laughs> I'm very resilient. Just don't make me sing. It's like your weakness. It's like, if we could get her to a corner and make her sing, we could take over. Ah! Fuck no, I need like five shots of tequila and a karaoke bar. Yes. Uh oh. Is this so, not good enough? Sounds like a road on trip. the Metro lyrics. Let's you do brought this. <laughs> on the <Wait>. Metro lyrics. <laughs> you brought alcohol, and this is basically your average bar. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a, what is it, 11 by 14 room with microphones everywhere, and you got alcohol. I mean, this is a karaoke. Bar. Yeah, no, and that no, there would be Mary Chapin Carpenter and Jewel, and I'm a '90s kid, so there would. Be <laughs> and the lyrics would scroll in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would black out as you sang them. Yeah. Well, he loved that part. <laughs> okay, so I I have lyrics myself. Um, I got several bands that I adore, uh, but my big thing is that um, I got I got notes here. Hold on. One of my favorites is go ahead, the go whole ahead. Missy Elliott album, uh, Missy So Addictive. <laughs> that is an amazing album. And I tell you, I heard like five minutes of that, and I was like, I have to buy that whole fucking album. It's amazing. Any, any yeah. lyrics from that? Um, what was that? 
Oh God! It's got the get your freak on and. I know the whole There's a lot of things during this episode that I should cut out that I'm not gonna. All I remember is the part that sold me on the whole album was when she said, "Rah, I'm a crazy hoe." Like I was like, "Done, give me your, I'll give you my money." Okay, no, you know what? That leads me to a great point. Write a whole song of just that. You know what? No, no, this is perfect. This is perfect because we're here to do. Like lyrics, and we're expected. Like you say, hey, what's your fear, favorite lyrics? And we're all expected to like give a big old list and like write down and and perform the song. But no, 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 you got a very good point there. Um, one of my favorite lyrics of all is Weird Al. This is very recent. Weird Al from Mandatory Fun called uh, Word Crimes. And the way the song starts out, and the only lyric I care about <laughs> is. <laughs> it starts it starts on four. One, two, three. Everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best the the tone in his voice and the way he says it is fucking it's I could listen I could listen to a loop of everybody shut up <laughs> over and like over again. Good. It's so good. <laughs> or like NWA, be like ice tea and slam her ass in a ditch because a bitch is a bitch. Like who writes that kind of music? It's great. <laughs> Uh, one of the things I kind of want to go over about lyrics and why I think it's important to talk about lyrics, because uh, Orion and I are in a band. We're in this island earth. and Musically gifted. <laughs> debatable. Yes. Citation I say needed. it's true, so it's true, goddammit. Yeah, that's the power of diva. Um, exactly. Uh, for the 20-so years that we've been playing together, it is more like 17, 18 years. Uh, that we've been playing together, I've always said this first and foremost, and you'll hear a lot of songwriters say this. I'm no different. Um, I'm a schmutz. But <laughs> but you'll hear, you, you watch interviews, you'll hear people say, you know, it's music first, uh, lyrics come second. And I've always been the same way. I've never cared about lyrics. I, I never thought... But they're not a throwaway. Well, uh, no, I, they're not a throwaway. But from... From the point of view of a person that creates a tune, you can go one of two ways. You, you either get the dude that has a band, okay? They got a guitar player, a drummer, a bass player, and maybe a keyboard player. So they got everything ready. Right. And, and they're the lyricist. They're the singer song. They're the singer. They come in and they say, well, I got my book of poetry. And you guys just jam on a riff. Stop. Sorry. Stop. What are you guys talking about? We're just talking about her friend on the phone. He has a band that we know about. During the show? Mr. During Kitty. the show. I will bump Mr. Kitty 24-7. All right, Katie. You've you've hijacked the show. Tell us about Mr. Kitty. Well, she's a special guest. Yeah, I know she well, is. That's why I'm no, giving her actually, the mic. Well, because I'm I'm personal friends with, with Forrest, Mr. Kitty. You've heard of Mr. Kitty. Yes, I have. Okay, what's your favorite song? I don't have a particular okay. favorite song. They're not something that I listen to a lot of. Okay, I have all of it. Um, <laughs> no, he is incredibly talented. I have honestly never seen so much unbridled talent. He, can, he has a whole studio. He mixes, writes, and produces all of his work. Uh, very dark wave. It's kind of very Depeche mode. Sorry, Forrest. No, no, no. Well, you'd have to hear it. You it's, it's that kind of synth. It's synth pop. It's Everybody dark synth pop. I got to do something real quick. <laughs> no. <laughs> do not approve. You know what? 
I'm gonna go back to my list. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Hello Kitty, I, I guess they're good. Um, <laughs> what was it? Mr. Kitty. <laughs> Mr. Kitty. Uh, so props there. Mr. Kitty.com. Dot org. Dot net. Dot org. Dot right. Dot IT. gov. Sure. Dot so IT. go, go look them up there. Um, so back to my list. Uh, you'll find that there's two camps. There's the camp where the band gets together and they got a singer and they pull out their poetry book and they say, okay, you guys just jam on a thing and then I'm going to pull out my big list of lyrics and regardless of how you're playing or what you're playing or what the tempo is, I'm just going to say stuff, we'll make it hopefully, work. in key. <laughs> and you got guys like that and those are the worst. Those are the worst lyrics they're the worst singers. That's the, how Kesha does her job, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe so. <clears throat> but then there, there are the other people, the ones that that write songs first, that care about melody and rhythm and taking the time to put the kind of chords together and the kind of melodies together that speak to you as a listener on an emotional plane. Wouldn't they don't. You, they wouldn't have to say anything at all. But the lyrics wouldn't that, matter at all because the music is so good that it captures you. And then... But the feeling of the music informs the lyrical content in that instance when she Exactly what I was about to get to. That it becomes so secondary. You go and you write a song and the music and the rhythm and the melody and the tempo and, and the... The feel, the humanity of okay. it is so there that it actually tells you what kind of lyrics to write. And those are where the best lyrics come from. It's never the guy with the notebook with his fucking poetry. Yeah, so That's Gloomy bullshit. Sunday isn't going to have lyrics <clears throat> about, like, you know, hearts and flowers and shit. It's going to be about Gloomy Sunday stuff. I... <laughs> I, I suppose so. I, you don't know I don't, any of these standards, like really. I'm very old. <laughs> I'm old too. But I don't like, know anything. <laughs> okay, Alzheimer's is real, but I know how two I'm kinds oldish. of music is written, and I know there's a good way, and the Kesha way, and a bad way, <laughs> and the bad way is always the kind of band I've never ever wanted to be in. Example, and I found myself in. <laughs> Examples, uh, a bunch of local groups that nobody would ever know well, of. Well, examples not... of like <clears throat> popular musicians that write that way in your opinion. Oh, okay. Um, ooh, that's, well, that's a good one because here's, here's the bad part. Everything I pay attention to is good. As far as my opinion goes, okay. I would consider it good, which means it falls into the first camp. And everything that I hate, I, I never take the time to remember. I don't because understand when like uh and what became like total lyrical content for oh, choruses of songs. about seven song. years ago. Seven years. Okay. I haven't done <laughs> <laughs> I actually read an article about that recently. Where there okay, were okay. Here's a good example. Here's a good example. You can take – and actually, here's a good example that seems like it, they would be parallels. But one's a, a good example and okay. one's a bad example. Okay? So you have the doors. They're – when you're old, I know, look, look, I know you're 17, I know you're 20, I know you're just discovering Jim Morrison in the doors, and you think, <laughs> wow, so deep. the world has been blown away, and you're so, oh, wow, it's so deep. Those pants were tight. When you become 30, you'll realize that there was nothing 
substantial about the doors that you were just listening to a drunk that freeform consciousness bullshit right but here's the thing about the doors here's the thing about the doors even though jim norson right wait no morrison jim i'm thinking jim jim norton (laughs) you know how much you're in my brain jim norton you fucked up jim morrison for me use your words girl use your words okay listen jim morrison uh He's the kind of guy that had the notebook and would be the kind of guy that would say, hey, you guys just jam and I'll do something over it. I will just, no rhyme or reason, I will just spout my words over your stuff and hope that it fix, hope that it sticks. And, but, but he was that kind of guy, but they reined him in. The act like Ray Manzarek so it wasn't reined so him in, blah, 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 and it had more focus. He he was disorganized in that way, but through the strength of his band, they all tempered him and said, "Hey, how about you keep it to an even meter? How about you, you know, chorus verse chorus? Yeah, let's let's divvy this up and make your lyrics make sense." And through his band's tutelage, he was able to do something that makes us all be aware of the doors and go, "Oh yeah." Decent band. Twenty year olds go, oh, awesome band. And thirty year olds go, forty year olds go, uh, yeah, doors. But, (laughs) but here's 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 the here's the parallel. I would say that a band like, uh, and I'm gonna get a lot of hate here. Do it, Pearl Jam. I hate you. I I feel you one hundred percent. I just seem like the right thing to say at that moment. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that. A Pearl Jam. I'm just saying. Who, by all means, and every stretch of the imagination, uh, completely trumps uh, uh, the Doors' efforts in terms of everybody in that band's musicality. The bass player's no joke. The drummer's no joke. The rhythm guitar's no joke. That, that, nobody's a joke And some of those songs Jam. are like the voice of the time that they were in. Uh, yeah, well, same with the doors. But look, look, when you get rid of uh, Jim Morrison and and you just listen to the doors on their own, you realize they were just a garage band. Jamming. They were just a garage band. They were just a blues based garage band. You could take everything from Pearl Jam mm-hmm. and and just let them do their thing without Eddie Vedder. And, and awesome. they would still they you could still reckon with them. OK, you know, um, but here's the difference. Uh, you could take a guy like Eddie Vedder, and there is a lot more mumbling yes. and artsy fartsy shit, and the lyrics just you can't even they don't even matter. Like we can all go it's back feeling. to the as shitty as Jim Morrison was, we can all go back to the Doors and and know Mr. Mojo Rising because there was structure there. Even though the lyrics were shitty, like, but then you go back to Pearl Jam and all you get is, I'm not gonna let Ticketmaster sell my tickets no more. You know, it's an Adam Sandler bit, and if you can tell, if you can compare, if you can line up your band as an Adam Sandler bit, your band probably ain't that good. So, so like the sum of their parts was not equal to their individual talent or ability. <laughs> you look like you were about to say something. Right? Oh, no one else be sleazy. 
So uh, that's what I had to say about <laughs> what was I saying? I was saying Everything. I have it. I have it written here. I <laughs> um I had the fact that I I don't care about lyrics in and of themselves because I do think they come separate. That I what? That's just shocking to me. In and of themselves, I don't think lyrics are that important. I do it. I love. I love a good lyric. But but they're secondary Alanis to me Morissette. as far as music exactly. is concerned. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, what? Alanis Morissette. What about her? Like if if she didn't have the lyrical content that she did, that first song that made her famous, Jagged Little Pill, that whole album would be that total is an shit. Album I know front to back because it's all about. The lyrics and the feeling that those lyrics engender. You live, you learn. Yeah. That's like the best song ever. But Isn't it ironic? But, but, <laughs> <laughs> don't you think? Man, that is... <laughs> you guys are late to the party. Not only has everyone figured out that that's a big fucking joke, but we've all, like, the entire internet and the it. entire past five years have already discussed it. And, like, that's not no, even 13 a 13-year-old Katie it's not even shit. It's not even a joke anymore. We don't, nobody cares. But the lyrical content for that album made that album uh, what it do was. Do you think it was the lyrical content or the passion? By which she was delivering the lyrical content. If she didn't have those lyrics, though, they wouldn't have the passion. Could you not replace those lyrics with anything? And so long as her delivery was on point, it would still have the same effect? Well, no, she's Canadian. You don't think so? Yeah, she wouldn't be a boot that. So if the lyrics are that great, which one of those lyrics stick out to you? Um, When someone else's nails claw down your back, something, something. Wow. (laughs) You made a strong case. I... I haven't listened to that in a long time, so I think it was the part where she went, uh, uh, she gave head in the theater to Dave Collier. I like that they who they she played was that song at the time. I think that was pretty nice. I like that they played that song for like six months she without saying that out loud. I had to dig in to you know find <laughs> that, and everybody knows about it. These at this point, but well, I love how they played that nothing. song. No, as she has nothing. She's nothing. She's a nothing person. She is not. She's Canadian. Person. Okay. Okay. Well, no, true that. True that. That CD is front to back great. Her, Brian Adams, Jagged and Celine Dion. That was 1995. I'm a 90s and you kid. give a shit. I was like eight years old. It's her happy childhood <laughs> music. Yeah. Well, my this angry- is, but that doesn't make you lyrics. Congratulations. This is you not- just crushed her child. <laughs> this is not the nostalgia <laughs> show. This is the lyric show. Lyrics make you nostalgic, though, sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so another group of lyrics I like is uh, by They Might Be Giants. Uh, don't, okay. don't, don't let it start. I got a weak heart. <laughs> Could believe for all the world that you are my precious little girl, but don't, don't, don't let it start. I've got a weak heart. This and is I the worst part. Get around how you get around. That was the first part. I skipped it. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, Let's see if you're still with us. No, Editing. Uh, it is a wonderful set of lyrics because it is a love song in the darkest fashion. Um, that darkness it, it, again. Well, the thing is, this, these are the kind of lyrics I like. These are lyrics I like are are by people that don't wear their heart on their sleeve. They don't make it apparent. They don't. They, you'll never hear from my favorite lyricist. You'll never hear, "Oh, I loved you and you left me." And oh, everything's black. And 
Okay, oh, no take me back. Music. And, you know, you'll never hear that hard on your sleeve bullshit. My okay. favorite lyricists are somebody, uh, it's somebody that can take a song, a juxtaposition is what I like. I like it when the melody is hard and heavy, poppy. You got a nice, good driving rhythm. And you think, oh, this is going to be a party song. And it's nothing but the opposite. It's okay. my mother died. Give and me an I'm example. <laughs> Give me an example. All this time. Uh, okay. So let me give you an example because I got a bunch written here. Actually, um, I, I just did all this time. All this time. Go ahead. Um, God darn it. Um, On the spot. Oh, teacher told us. The Romans built this place. They built a wall and a temple in the edge of the empire, garrison town. They lived and they died. They prayed to their gods. But the sun gods would not make a sound as their empire crumbled to. All that was left was stones that the workmen found all this time. The river flows yeah. endlessly like a silent tear if I had my way. I take a boat on the river. Father, if Jesus oh, exists, then why does he ever visit? You're making me want to hear that song right now. It's a bad song. Hey, uh, what was that? <clears throat> that was the... No, that's Ten Sumner's Tales. I thought that was the Soul Cages. I'm sorry. That's, that's Ten Sumner's Tales. I think it should be my <clears throat> stunt voice. Uh, but, but, yes. <clears throat> you want an example that was a little closer to what I was talking yeah, about? Yeah, Okay, sure. so in the same song, Don't Let's Start. When you are alone, you are the cat, you are the phone, you, you are, are an animal. animal. The words I'm singing now mean nothing more than me out to an animal. Okay, so you, right there, you got a self-referential song into how lyrics don't mean anything. Okay. Right there, right off the bat, they're, they are commenting on pop music and telling you, dude, it's stop it. Stop it. It's meaningless. <clears throat> So the words I'm singing now mean nothing more than meow to an animal. Bum, bum, dum, ba, dun, dun, dun. Wake up and smell the cat food in your <laughs> bank account, but don't try to stop until the tail wags the hound. D, D, uh, sorry, D, world destruction over and overture. And do I need a pasta vitinis? This torture. Don't, don't, don't let start. So the whole, the whole set of lyrics is a comment on how lyrics are essentially meaningless in contemporary pop music. And that's what I love. I love a pop band that are pop by disguise okay. that can point out the the failing of people who generally take themselves too seriously when you're writing a three and a half minute song but you think that you are like Wagner or <laughs> Mendelssohn or and you think that you are that kind of genius uh -huh. pumped into a three and a half minute song and your words mean something and you wear your heart on your sleeve and you think you're a super badass and you're just gonna like let your feelings spill out what about Courtney Love? You are saying nothing. You're saying nothing of any meaning. Because you can't say anything with lyrics in a pop song. With the kind of people that do that, they, they, they don't say anything but to you. But come they, on, you're a firework. Huh? Come on, you're a firework. Well, what does that say, mean? That's why Corey and Pop is so big right now. 
Like, no one knows a, a fucking thing anyone is. Because, and that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about it's the about lyrics. It's about how they look, too. Because to in a three and a half minute format, lyrics don't matter. Because that's the last thing. <laughs> Here's all you need. You need one key word. Which is why I brought up Weird Al with the, everybody shut up. Okay. You know, in a three and a half minute pop song, that's the word that gets me. That's the phrase that gets me. And that's what it's like. For most people in all pop music, like anybody, your common listener is only look is they're just listening to I the part that so matters, the music. The lyrics but make no, the point, though. Like anything by Janet Jackson or Madonna. Think of like Vogue. That wouldn't be the same song if it didn't have those lyrics, and those lyrics are very like you don't think through. seriously. You brought you. <laughs> Vogue. That's one of the best songs ever. Okay, so uh, so the the point of those lyrics are, let's dance, look hot, hot dance, look hot, and dead people that were hot. hot. Move your arms side to side. Yeah, put them in weird sides. It's an amazing hot hot dance, dance hot, make them hot. Listen, that's you can replace those with. I ate a chicken. So did you. (laughs) So did I. She and so would, did you. And, you and, and people would still love but it. But listen, that song <laughs> was responsible for bringing something that was underground and not mainstream. Not because of the lyrics. And making it mainstream. Not yes, because of the lyrics. partially because of the lyrics, yes. Why yes. Vogue? Why Vogue? Because that was a type of, of dance music that was not popular at the time. Oh, dance music wasn't popular at that, the time of dance that music? That specific type of pop music with those kind of hooks was not popular Oh, really? At the time. Madonna made something that wasn't popular. She stole popular. something from the gays and made a million dollars on it. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't Madonna's job to just make anything popular? Illuminati. Illuminati, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. All seeing eye, pyramid, and all that stuff. Yes, Illuminati, yes. Illuminati, pyramid. But Katy Perry tried real hard. She did. She tried. She tried. tried. Those lyrics were trash, and they meant nothing, and she could have said, she could have just gave mathematical equations. Like a virgin. And everybody would have loved it. Like a virgin. All she had, okay. So those weren't good lyrics. Those were, those those were, were sexually driven. Those were, that was porn. Like Not, a virgin Nile was Rogers porn wrote and he's lyric one of the form. greatest lyricists of 80s music, period. Nile Rodgers, he wrote the music, not the he lyrics. He wrote the lyrics, too. He wrote, he, Nile Rodgers wrote the lyrics to Like a Virgin. Um, yes, he You did. could replace those with anything. The, so the, and that was supposed to be a man song, So the lyrics the were, Like a Virgin, hmm. Touch for the Very First Time. You could replace that with, I've Never Been Fucked. Daddy put it in my ass. It would have been the same no, thing. It People wouldn't. still would have loved it. It's because it's the same sentiment. No, it's no. just porn because on. It's just porn on three minutes it did of music. Not give Christina and Aguilera and Britney Spears an opportunity to make out at one point in time. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. This is. You guys aren't talking about good right lyrics. You guys road. are talking about pop culture. But the lyrics accessible based into all that. The lyrics are part of all that. <sighs> If you think that lyrics are only important because of how they affect your personal life, I'm not what I said. <clears throat> no, I no, said. I'm not saying that's what you said. I'm just, I'm just telling you how to listen to music better. <laughs> if you, if you really hear a good set of li- lyrics, it, you will be able to be in touch with them. It will affect your mind. It, it will be the first thing that draws you to them. But if you really hear a good set of lyrics. 
it's not it stops being about you and how it affects your life and your emotions and you get to you have a window into somebody who is a genius you get to you get to discover what they have to offer that's assuming and they're not that good, not how affects you but how they affect everything because there's 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 something about a good lyricist it's it's not <sighs> are you talking about uh, how they Tap, tap into a popular feeling of the time in which they're writing that everyone can no, relate to No, any schmuck can do level. that. Any schmuck can do that with five clever words. Okay. Any schmuck can do that with five clever words. It's when you feel when when you hear a good lyricist and it stops being about you and starts being about them, you realize that you live in a world where you're not everything. Like how Courtney Love is like it, the crazy woman on the bus. A good bench. lyricist, a good lyricist will pull you away from yourself and make you realize you live in a world that's bigger than what you can envision. Okay. And those are my favorite lyricists. Anybody who I listen to that reminds me that I don't have it all figured out, that that touches me in a way that exceeds my experience is somebody I can finally respect. Because it's easy. Because, I mean, lyricists employ the same tricks all the time. All the three-and-a-half-minute pop artists say the same... Oh, what's the what's the most popular form of song? Oh, love song. There's something called the millennial oh, woo that oh, they all do. Oh, I hurt. Oh, I love. Oh, don't hurt me. Oh, I want you back. And they all wear their heart on their sleeve, and it applies to everybody's most base emotions. And those are the shittiest lyrics ever because they're not really telling you – they're not giving you any new information. This is stuff – you relate to it because you already know it. And you're like, oh, they're saying what I feel. I like that. But, what but if, that's not good lyrics. But what if they're saying what you feel and it's really, really, really specific where it's like I'm feeling this. And someone else is saying exactly the words that I've thought in my head myself. And, you know, somebody else hearing that song may not even get that part because they don't feel the same way. Well, that's why country uh, music has a fandom. Okay. That's no, no, because that's uh, I, I remember I was in um, second grade and we were in the D.A.R.E. program. Fighting and off dinosaurs and whatnot. Right. And <laughs> we had we had a cop stop by our, our second grade program. Uh, no, hot? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fourth grade. It was fourth grade, and we had it was the dare program, and the cops stopped by, and this stuck with me ever since fourth grade. Okay. He said to the entire class, he said, and I don't know what how it was appropriate to the dare program, but he did say, there is nothing you think, and nothing you feel, that hasn't ever been felt or thought before and i remember nihilism hating that i remember thinking how the fuck would you know motherfucker you don't know you don't the, know me you don't know me <laughs> you don't know the maze of my brain you don't know how complicated i am been through stuff. and this was before fucking adolescence this was before where where i would normally say shit like that <laughs> but you know what the man wasn't fucking wrong he wasn't wrong. And all those lyricists that you think speak to you personally because of a I know they're not talking situation, to me personally. 
they're, I just connect they with them are on that level. not speaking specifically to you. Why would they say those things in a song though if they weren't because specifically trying to connect with someone that way? Pussy, drugs, cash. But no, I'm not even pop music that's top forty on the radio. Oh well, give me an example of something that you're thinking um, of. Courtney Love. Like you there's have just gone a, to Courtney Love. Like I love five Courtney Love. Times. I want to get this out. God damn it! I want to say please. this. You got something to say? It's passionate. <laughs> Go ahead. Do okay. It. There's an album called Pretty on the Inside. That was mm-hmm. the first album they did before they got big. Sure thing. It's very raw and atonal and basically the schizophrenic music. And written of a by crazy Billy person. Corgan. Sure. Go ahead. It was actually not because she basically did what you said about lyrics before. She took her crazy notebook full of I cut myself and look at these pictures and all this stuff and right. she put it to music. Music, but I like that you put it in quotation marks. I didn't it's, do that. It's not. We were nowhere near that. It's not melodic. It's not radio friendly. It's not any of those things. Okay. But there's a part in a song called "Garbage Man" where she says, "When you fall for the garbage man, you wind up in the garbage." There's something about that particular line. I have thought that to myself. Like that was my twenties. Like it just. It spoke to me in a way that someone that has been through some shit would relate to that. Does that make sense? You could say something obvious. You could just use purple poetry and try to connect to somebody. And kids love it. Kids love it because kids aren't smart. And kids (laughs) just are all base, all emotion. Yeah. So all you have to do is say something that's even a slightly bit emotional. Okay. And... And you can get kids to fall for it. But what if you said it in a completely different way? What if you said what the love loss felt like in a completely different way? Not through saying it outright, but through saying it in a story. But you need more um, ability to look at it that deep. And I think that a lot of people don't have that. How about, well... We're gonna we're gonna fix people. Okay, <laughs> changing lives. <laughs> we're gonna One fix people. person at a time. We're gonna fix people to be more smart so that they can get lyrics like this. And this is a very popular tune. This is a very popular wedding tune because people really? do get it. People do get this song that I'm okay. about to describe the lyrics to you. It's called "The Lucky." This is by Ben Folds. And if you want a song about what love feels like and the loss, here read these have lyrics. This. To me. <clears throat> so it says, I don't get many things right the first time. In fact, I'm told that a lot. Now I know all the wrong turns, the stumbles, and the falls brought me here. And where I was before the day that I first saw your lovely face, now I see it every day and I know that I am the luckiest. What if I had been born 50 years ago in a house on the street where you lived? Maybe I'd be outside as you passed on your bike. Would I know? In a wide sea of eyes, I see one pair that I recognize. And I know that I am the luckiest. I love you more than I've ever found a way to say to you. This is 
a song where a man describes his love for a woman not by saying, I love you. But all Don't those leave me. Things he said are the same things but, that other people have said. No, but in a in in a way that is better. A man describes his love for a woman not by saying it outright, but by saying, "Imagine if would I still recognize the universal love I have for you if things were different? If I was born fifty years ago." But I would still see in your eyes as a little girl, and I would know that, oh, I was born too early. But I know that that's, that's the one I love. You know, there's, there, that's poetry. That is deep meaning. That's not, oh, don't leave me. Oh, don't, oh, don't hate me. I love you. I miss you. Big old fucking distorted guitar, badum. You know, it's there's there's more there. There's more there, and that's just one shitty example but of how good lyrics could be. That connects to you on a personal level. Honestly. Not at all. Not at all. Because I, I don't buy it. I don't buy that. I don't because give a shit. Because if it didn't connect to you on a personal level, you wouldn't feel that way about those lyrics. No, I only feel that way about those lyrics because I recognize their greatness. Oh. Not because they speak to me personally. I don't know. I'm too shitty of a person to give a shit about poetry or lyrics <laughs> in a way that would affect me uh, because I live a real life. I don't believe in art. <laughs> I, I Come on, you're a firework. <laughs> like, it's very, you know, the hardest thing in my life is <laughs> fucking being in a band. <laughs> It's really, really tough. People think, oh, you're in sex work. That must be really tough. Oh, man, you, you drink a lot. You shouldn't do that. None of that's hard for me. You know what's hard for me? Trying to reconcile being a creative person and living in a world that I know doesn't matter. I was going to say those AA meetings, but, you know. You you would, mm -hmm. but I, I don't. I mean, I got to. I gotta make tacos. I gotta, yeah, you got things. Yeah, there's, to do, things. <laughs> there's things. There's things. There's things. Twelve steps are a lot. I know. <laughs> I'm still so, working on. <laughs> in saying all that, we've gone way over the mark that I predicted. So, uh, Orion, I th I think you had something to say. Yeah, um, I got some gigs coming up. Check out my website, questdrums.com. Go there, check me out. I'm gonna be doing something this weekend. Um, we'll get to that later. Just just check out the website. Well, what was the website again? Say it one more time. Questdrums.com. Questdrums.com. Let's harmonize. Pick a note. E. No, just <laughs> sing, motherfucker. I'm not pitch perfect. I'm a retard. Just well, don't say pick a note. Sing pick a tone. Then. On four. On four. Pick a tone and sing the website. Questdrums.com. And then I'll harmonize. Mm, Questdrums.com. No, no, you got to count to four so I can, I can match up with you. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Questdrums.com. There. Just like that. Now, go ahead. Read your list. She's hard to live with. I stunned him. Dot net dot I stunned dot biz. Him. Yeah, you actually, that was, body blue, uppercut. You stunned the fuck out of me. <laughs> this piece of shit podcast is a dead girl production. <laughs> yes, it is. You can find the diva on Twitter at diva powers double I. You can find Jamie and me on Twitter as well. You can find me at OQuest13 and Jamie at Jamie underscore Fridge. I wouldn't do that. 
Not, not a wise move. Yes. No. Uh, for messages and comments about the show, especially this episode, we're cutting off the birder line, so don't even try. Don't call us. But if you feel like you want to call us, put some prank calls, order pizza, 817-673-3704. That's 817-673-3704. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hate. But most importantly, tell us what you think. 817-673-3704. Don't call us. It'll be our secret. (laughs) Um, For all things Orion Quest, go to questdrums.com. Questdrums.com. For all things Jamie French, go to Jamie French. T, I'm sorry, tsjamiefrench.com. I got a dick. <laughs> That's right. On the podcast, she speaks like this, but on her website, she's like this. <laughs> like you a can sexy get, demon. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, uh, bitches. Um, hey, y'all, my name is Jamie French. <laughs> you better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Hey, that was a good single. Oh my god! Oh, you can. Get I didn't our- even get the Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie French. I'm Jamie French. I got one arm and one eye. <laughs> what I work in the carnival fair. You're drunk, and I got some whiskey and one bad leg. My colostomy bad has made a wood. And my colostomy bad went away. Okay, go ahead. What was it? You can get our podcast on SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, as well as my website, questdrums.com. Or you, can, or you can go to The Mothership, approximatepodcast.com. The Mothership? Yes, what I call this, it ELO The Motherfucking the Mothership. Blue? Yeah, you heard me, bitch. The Motherfucking Mothership. <laughs> they coming, girl. Even Diaper Man hangs out there. <laughs> YouTubers, you can find us as well under Approximate Podcast. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe, Do it. bitches. Do it. Do it. Anything else, kid? No, do it. Anything else, Steven? No, do it.